Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, which we'll be getting into today. Uh, I'm Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hi. You can always find out more about our podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, and you can find our past discussions on OKKO and other animated content on the website, on iTunes, or on your favorite podcatcher. But today we'll be continuing our OKKO coverage by talking about the last three episodes of the show, which have been a very solid batch. Uh, We had a second first date and one last score air last Friday, and we had the 22-minute special TKO air on Labor Day, or the first Monday in September for international listeners, if we have any. But um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll get started. I think we're gonna start with the with the big episode, which was TKO. That was the one that was being very heavily advertised by Cartoon Network going in. Uh, so yeah, um, okay, KO gets dark, guys. What do you, what do you guys think <laughs> about the, the tone here? Um, let's start with Michelle. How, how, did you, how did you feel just about the episode in general, like actually being like the first real serious episode, or did you feel it was serious compared to other episodes? Yeah, I definitely feel like it was serious. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it w- it's something that's kind of been hinting at, like the show's been hinting at ever since like that like video arcade game episode. It was like, oh, what's that like weird like dark energy that like KO used to like fight off like Gar's demons? So I'm glad that they're expanding on it more here, and I'm I'm really wondering like is so like is KO like essentially like really really powerful except like he has to like figure out how to not use it like not tap into this like anger energy or like is he gonna find a way later to like tap into it but like not have it overwhelm him like i have a lot of questions now which is good so i think the episode's done a good job of like answering some questions but leaving plenty more for later um i really liked it a lot i love that they made like the the evil KO, like, an emo teenager who's, like, really <laughs> angsty. Like, I love that choice. I thought it was really brilliant, and I was super into it. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I thought this was a really strong episode. Yeah, definitely. We, we got a good dose of brooding KO here. <laughs> brooding KO. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, what, what were your thoughts uh, on the episode and how uh, how it compares to the rest of the show so far? Emperor Palpatine's in this show. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna go Star Wars references, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that's what the guy remind me of, the mysterious figure. <laughs> Don't give in to anger, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I I agree, with Michelle. I I loved the episode. It was it was a fun half hour special, it, and it went by very fast. It it just went by just like that. Um, yeah. Kale's like alter ego TKO. I'm very curious though. He, I, I also love he's kind of like emo. He's kind of like emo ting. And I love when Eden, Eden said only teenagers can be angst. I thought that was right. a funny. They've like earned the right to be angsty, which is super yeah, funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do kind of wonder though, um, down the line though, if TKO will be split from KO and become his own entity and could become like a major foil later on because at the end of the episode, the shadowy figure said soon, soon. I wonder if that could be his plan. Um, I don't know. You guys ever seen a show, ever seen the show family matters? 
Uh, remember Urkel? Um, are we are we gonna go Urkel here? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! No, no. Remember how like, he had uh, he had he had this alter ego F, and this alter ego is cool alter ego. Right, he had the machine. They couldn't, oh, he did. First, oh, they that's amazing. Exist. At first, like they were connected, couldn't exist at the same time. And then later on, they could. So I kind of wonder we might see something here down the line with TKO maybe becoming like a a major villain, which I would love love like to see. Yeah, we're definitely opening a path here where we can go in a couple of different directions. And there are a couple of questions we need to talk about here. I guess we'll start there first. Like, why does KO have this very dark power inside of him? If well, all, all I know so far is that Carol, his his mom, was part of like a superhero squad. Now we don't know anything about his dad, so that that, yeah. that might open up a lot of things oh, there. Well, I, I just thought something. Maybe KO's dad is. A demon. Maybe he's half demon. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just add. Carol did just have mythology. kinky demon stuff. Yeah, hey, like remember, like uh, the marshalling like, mom. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that could be so. Oh my god, uh, that could be accurate though. Yeah, that could be, or like we saw in um, Samurai Jack last last season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe his dad's like an Aku esque. Yes. Entity. Yeah, that's what came came to mind. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's the leading theory, right? That whatever da- like dark side that Ko has has to have come like from his father's side, because otherwise, like where else would this originally originate from? Like, uh, I that that's like the yeah. main the main missing piece, at least in Ko's heritage, to figure out where where that came from. And does Carol? Even have a line where she's like, "He didn't get this from me." I'm so confused. True, like, true. Where's from? So yeah, she's definitely off the hook there. <laughs> yeah. So we have that to think about. Also, who is Shadowy Figure? I mean, I guess, uh, I guess, yeah. quote unquote, we know who he is, but like, uh, why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, the obvious thing to say is he could be his dad. I kind of don't think so. I think. If you go by our theory that his dad's a demon, he might be his underling. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's just get this out of the way. I think like he's very similar to Professor Venomous. I think we all assume that they're the same person, right? Or no? Is, is Professor Venomous, is he purple? I think he was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if that's true, then yeah, the clues are adding up. Yeah, I, and I believe they're even the same voice actor, so I don't think they're doing much to hide it. But I think the bigger that's question is just why are they connected? Why does Venomous care about K.O.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the, the father theory is interesting that somehow like they're related, and somehow like he and Carol have a history as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder where was his assistant though? Venomous assistant, where was the Aquamarine? Yeah, that's a whole um thing. Right? Where was the Aquamarine of this <laughs> show? <laughs> I forget her name. I I don't know her name yet. So that's... yeah, I don't remember her name either. Yeah, Fink, I believe is her name. But it's... oh, Fink. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's true. It would do. Uh, it would be very sad that Professor Venomous just leaves her behind. <laughs> that's <laughs> but... too much of a like a tip off, though. If she was hanging around, we'd all be like, "Oh, no question, it's him." Yeah. So true, if we want to have mystery here, I don't think. Also, he probably doesn't want her to know he's like doing this stuff for whatever reason. Hmm, interesting. Maybe, yeah, maybe she, he, he worries that she's going to be worried that uh, 
TKO is going to take her spot. Which yeah, is or true. something. Yeah, she true. could consider him a rival. Yeah. Well, to, to follow like the Star Wars uh, thing that um, you mentioned, maybe he's looking for a new apprentice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I guess like there we're introducing a new uh, like I think a better villain because like up to now we've only had Lord Botsman and like. Yeah. I, I think the similarities between him and Toppy from Star Versus are very similar in that he seems to be a lot more manipulative and not a lot more in the background and a yeah. lot more intimidating. So yeah. That actually makes sense because like, if his card really is negative eight, it sounds like maybe he was super powerful at one point and like, he got the energy taken away because he was misusing it. Because nobody like becomes negative eight for no reason, I feel. So maybe part of the reason he like he knows who KO is for some reason he's like this this kid's gonna be real powerful. I want that back because I don't have any power. I'm negative eight. So maybe that's like part of what's going on too. Yeah, there's definitely something there with his motivations because like also like he seems to be following him around because even when mm-hmm. convincing KO, yeah. he's like, well, what do Enid and Rad or there's what they're saying about you. So that implies that like he he's been following he's been around for a while. Him. Yeah. yeah. Stalking oh, oh. is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. a creeper soccer. Oh I oh yeah. All power being manipulating people. Yeah, he's pretty much a wise man, pretty much. If we all if everyone knows Sailor Moon, reminds me what Wiseman did to a a villain called Wiseman kind of really manipulate a character to turn evil. And it's kind of what this guy did, um mysterious shadowy figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it's a, it's a good balance to what we've had so far. Like you need the silly villain like Lord Botsman to kind of ease you into this uh, like the tone of the show, but yeah. I I definitely think that it's a huge improvement that we have this to lean on as well. Like and the fact that he does say soon at the end at least like guarantees that he's not a one off. So that that'll be something to look forward to as we keep going into the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think yeah I think. Uh... This show, I mean, a comedic villain like Boxman is good for like a recurring villain, but you know, a serious villain, you don't want to be like too, too many episodes because if you know get defeated too often, they lose some of the intimidability. True, true, and and it's also interesting that here he's never really uh, like confronted head on, like he's always in the background, even as TKO is like uh, fighting with himself, right. but he's just watching. Yeah. He doesn't intervene at all, so that's a good w- way of an introduction. Yeah. And also, just this entire episode, it felt written like a mid-season finale. So, like you say, like bring him in for the important stuff, but as mm-hmm. long as he's not too involved, it, it works for the show as a whole. But yeah, I'd agree with that. I also love the fact that like the T in TKO just stands for Turbo. That just seems really <laughs> silly to me. But he's so serious about it. Oh, that's so '90s. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> And uh, I, I think the the final question, not as important as like the whole darkness, but at the end, uh, Mr. Gar is like, "Ko, I love your mom." Which oh, is so <laughs> stupid! Yeah. I loved it though. She's like, "No, no, like, that, noodle. That. That's the other thing." Yeah, so we know that Carol <laughs> so already, good. you know that Carol already knows. She already this, knows. So. She doesn't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, gonna weird him out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess it's not that big of a question per se, but it's just more like now that Mr. Gar has like finally admitted this in public and all, is their interaction going to change at all, or is are we just going to keep being very icy to each other? I mean, they're not even icy. He's just really awkward, and she's just like super chill and doesn't really care. She just like brushes off the awkwardness, but doesn't engage. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Same with you, Steve. You, you don't have hopes for this relationship being rekindled. Yeah, it could have been unrequited since the beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know they had a relationship to begin with. Um, ah, who knows though? Who knows? But um, uh, but you, know, Mr. Gardo, he he's trying, but he's not he's not pushing himself on her. So at least I respect him for that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And uh, so I guess like now we'll we'll go into the episode like just uh, like a recap here, just stuff that we haven't really touched on yet. But like at the begin the beginning scene, I think is very very nice. Baby Ko is precious, uh, like the definition of a cinnamon so roll. Cute. Oh yeah, he gets so mad about the fly. It's like so relatable and adorable. Uh, also, shout out to the show for fitting in the blackfish, whitefish in the pond. Uh, I mean, th- that's an old uh, an old thing, but Avatar is the first thing that comes to mind with, with that. But mm, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. whole balancing. But yeah, it's just a, a, I think a very nice beginning to the show, very calm, and it's good setup for the the ending of of the show as well. How Ko handles the focus part of it. So mm-hmm. we have that. That then we have like the battle with Daryl and uh, them essentially. He he interprets it interprets it as talking down to him like Ko great hustle oh you're cute and all so like uh, do we feel that the the characters have actually been treating Ko not uh, not as well as they should have or is this just a misinterpretation of like as a child would see it I, I think it's just misinterpretation you're not doing anything wrong. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. It just is just so much like that. Sa- the Black Moon arc and Sailor Moon. I'm sorry. It just <laughs> I know you guys seen that, but but that's pretty much what it is here. Um, just Ko, just a kid, and he wants to kind of grow up and see them. They're they're being nice to him, but he sees that as patronizing, or at least later on he sees it patronizing when shadowy figure manipulates him into thinking that. Mm-hmm. I, I think he he already sort of felt it before the manipulation, yeah. but I, like shadowy figure like helps it to make it make it become an, a source of anger, whereas before it was just frustration, yeah. right? Yeah. So so we have that uh, him like monologuing to himself. He has his pal card and he's like refreshing as if it was on a phone. Just to... <laughs> yeah, that was a good touch. So that, that, that's relatable. <laughs> Uh, so we have a shadowy figure talking to him, right? Telling that he's been watching him and he knows that they talk down to him. Uh, he tries to get him ang- angry out of the frustration that he feels from talking down, but it turns out to be more his frustration with not being able to progress. So th- yeah. that, that was interesting that his first attempted anger didn't work, but it was more like a anger of him, uh, self-doubt of himself rather than his mm-hmm. treatment from others. So mm-hmm. I found that an, an interesting take on that. Um, then we have the birth of TKO, who uh, basically Shadow the Hedgehog, at least to me. <laughs> Just big spiky hair. Um, a- after the commercial break, it's uh, Carol asking, "Do you do you happen to know where my eyeliner went?" <laughs> <laughs> that was so good because he still looks so pissed off and so moody. Right. So. Booty ting. I just love that. That's so funny. Just him like being so annoyed with like the bucket getting spilled and just being like, ah, ah, like I have to pick it up. This sucks. And just like wearing his headphones. It's just like so good. Yeah, just everything life sucks. <laughs> everything life sucks. Even like there's like a pizza metaphor that he threw in there. Like 
the uh, oh the pizza cake thing. Yeah, well, something like the like the dough is the betrayal and the oh, cheese that? is la- Yeah, the pizza metaphor was so bad. <laughs> and he thought it was so deep. It was amazing. Uh, oh, I love part though when Eden pretty much said, "I told your mom." Pretty much, I tattled on you. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, we get to that a little bit later, right? But uh, b- before we just move on from the store, I do want to mention Rad in like a My Chemical Romance outfit. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be cool. He's like, yeah, he's still trying to be cool, like okay. And she just like totally blows him off, like, and he gets really sad. He immediately starts crying eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, no, the eyeliner oh. cry was so good too. Yeah. Oh, so it seemed like. Th- it's even part one who wears the least amount of eyeliner in this group. Yeah, yeah, he does seem the most likely yeah. to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, just like the little little touches of like almost every part of emo culture. <laughs> is great. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so yeah, then we have the challenge to a power battle. They they begin to have a fight scene. I I don't think it's the best of the show, but like it, it's it's long and it does like it's it's exciting at parts. I think. Oh, I got, mm-hmm. I got a new theory though on the r- robots how they work. I think when they get defeated and Boxman rebuilds them, all the memories of their previous robot is installed in their brain. So, oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I guess so. Although they're not really <laughs> smart enough to use their memories to be better. <laughs> but, uh, That's their sense too. Yeah. So yeah, but just to want vengeful, to be vengeful, right? <laughs> But, but yeah, he begins uh, fighting Enid and uh, and Rad, and uh, Enid goes off to tell Carol, uh, I told your mom, right? But then he goes, it's not a phase, mom! <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think that's the line of the episode. Oh, man. It's so good. <sighs> and uh, also, like, later, he also says, shut the front door! <laughs> so, like... Uh, <laughs> but, like, just lots of uh, one-liners from TKO that, like... <laughs> But because of how nice Ko is, like it, it works even more. Just like yeah, ha- for the sure. sudden yeah. contrast, and like the powers themselves are very impressive. Like particularly the the electric power bubble he does it then by like punching the ground. Like that that's something that's yeah. like I feel like that will be very useful in the future if if they somehow need like have feel a need to get Tko out. Like that that would be interesting. Like, do you think Tko could be harnessed for good? I wonder, I, I'm kind of wondering, because Steve's saying that, like, have, finding a way to, like, split the characters so that there's, like, TKO and KO and them having them be separate entities, like, does seem kind of plausible, but it also seems like if KO could find a way to either, like, transform that energy into something, like, more healthy to channel or, like, taking advantage of it in a way that doesn't, like, overwhelm him. I feel like that's definitely a possibility. Like, that power's there. It's still his. So it'd be nice to think he could still use it somehow. Yeah, but, you know, they could always... Um, he could always harness some more power. I mean, he has some more hidden powers that he didn't... That even the shadowy figure doesn't know. And he could defeat TKO in the future and defeat the shadowy figure. Yeah, that's true. He could have, like, a black hole of just, like, never-ending yeah. powers. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, like it, it does seem to emphasize at the end the whole like the KO is willing to be patient in getting his powers to develop, even if he has this mm-hmm. dark power like already in hand. So like, also it'd be interesting if if he ever gets to that point where he becomes as powerful as his evil side, or if the sh- 
Yeah. Or if it just ends up being that like he's capped at this, but he has to be content with where he can get. Mm-hmm. Or he can, or yeah. maybe he ends up like finding his strength in non-like physical ways. Because he was kind of like when he was fighting himself, that was kind of a topic of discussion. He was like, "Do you think you could ever like be as strong without me?" And he's like, "Well." I don't know, but like, I don't want to do it this way. If it means hurting my family oh. and friends, that's not you worth it. You know what? I just remind me of Malachite. I just thought of Malachite, right? It's pretty much kind of similar, only not really. Well, <laughs> the, <laughs> kind of similar. The, only the not. two beings inside one right. body. I, I guess yeah. that's about the stretch of it. But. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> a bad fusion but it's not even a fusion it's like either one's in control and the other kind deal right one of them has to be in the cage it is like a at all times it's like a mental battle and that one has to keep the other one yeah exactly huh yeah i'm I'm sorry but this show has a lot of little like enemy influences like enemy like stuff in the backdrop that i know of but i'm not sure you guys know that's why we have you here as our anime correspondent exactly Okay, okay, this, oh, this is the whole split powers. I'm thinking, I don't know, of the series Bleach. And let me the listeners know about this series. And uh, this the main character has this, like, other alter ego inside of him, kind of a hollow side. And they often sometimes go at war over who's in control. And also, Naruto in the Nine Tails. Like I said, it's probably over your guys' uh-huh. head, but... Maybe the listeners know what I'm talking about. No. But yeah, that's, and you do, and Eren's Eren's powers, though, how she turns into wood, though, that's something you see, uh, I see in Naruto, too. So this is so such a meta-enemy an, influence show, I mean. Right, and I think just the, the, the trope of, like, separating the two into a good and an evil side, I think that's been done a lot. Like, just recently, Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. we had the whole evil Rick, versus, uh, toxic Rick versus healthy Rick <laughs> debate as well. So like I I think it's a thing that's been done a lot, but like at least here it's like it, it, the contrast is really funny. So I think that's what makes it work. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. And just the fact that it is like finally a serious element that you're introducing into a show that's been mostly silly. So like that that helps it to feel like substantive. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, any other any final thoughts on this episode? I, I think in the end we consider like one of the better episodes of the show just because of how like. It, important it's pro- it might end up being we learned plot stuff yeah Yay! we learned yeah. plot stuff but on its own do you feel it was entertaining oh yeah no i had a lot of really good like standalone moments and like yeah it did feel like one complete episode and it didn't feel like any part really dragged it felt pretty tight and i appreciated that too yeah i thought it was a very good like first you know special episode i mean you know, it didn't feel as epic as maybe some other ones, like later episodes like F. Steven Universe or Avatar Last Airbender. So I expect future ones to be have a little more stake, feel a little more epic. But for what it for, for first one, it was great. Yeah, because like I've seen this compared to like Mirror Ocean Gem, because that was the first major ep- mm-hmm. like twenty two minute yeah. of Steven Universe. And I guess it it, it fun- the comparison works in the way that you're introducing like a big thing. But while still uh, trying to keep the, the silly tone of the show, like for that mirror gem is very silly with the fart jokes and all, but it yeah, becomes serious. Sure. So I think OKKO, OK like it, it handled that balance pretty well of being funny while still introducing the the plot elements. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it should be because, you know, the people who work on the show, Ian Jones Court. Yeah, he, he was with, he was with he, them when that happened, with the whole lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, TKO, uh, TKO, very good episode. <laughs> so yes. Uh, now yeah. we can work our way backwards. I think of, of the two on Monday, I think the one that has more to talk about would be second first date, if only because uh, Enid and Rad are the... <laughs> So, um, do, yeah. do we have a ship, or do we have a ship that's already sunk? <laughs> ship yeah. that's already sunk all the way. Okay. The Cupid guy's even like, oh, platonic love is a beautiful kind of love <laughs> yeah. I didn't consider. That seems to have sunk the ship. Okay, let's I, talk Cupid. Okay. Cupid is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cupid is so awesome. He's so it's, muscly. It's hardcore Cupid. Full heart. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> I, I think Cupid represents sh- the fandom, the shippers, pretty much. <laughs> he, and, and you know what? I think what the writers did here was very smart. A, a preempt episode like this, they were they were not really had. They knew maybe some people might ship Rad and Inrent, in so they pretty much got this episode out of the way to establish what kind of relationship they're going to have. And personally, I never really saw any romantic tension in those two characters. And also, as someone like who's in the working world, they work together, and that's kind of you're not supposed to have relationships <laughs> with people you work with. That's kind of uh, in a lot of places really not allowed. So I never really considered it. So maybe that's just the adult in me talking. Maybe the maybe younger kids don't really understand that. So, uh, I, I agree with you that this show hasn't really done romantic tension between them. Like so that 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 line from Cupid that's came awesome. came out of nowhere to me, but. Uh, like I guess I see your point that they're preempt- preempting, but I just think that the show hadn't portrayed them at all in that way up to now. So no, yeah, definitely. So not. I feel like the preempting was way too early, but but it it was a fun episode regardless. <laughs> I think it worked though, because like one of the things we really got was kind of seeing Rad before he was like the super like I'm cool like bro Radicles now like way back when he was like super nerdy and like kind of a chill nice authentic guy and we saw like the beginning of the transformation when he starts to think oh no I gotta be a jerk for people to like me and like I have to put on this like really bro-ish persona to be accepted like that's where it started and it's really interesting to see that because like if he'd stayed chill maybe they would have worked out but that's not what happened I think if the goal of of the episode was to me make me hate his friends then it worked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for real all oh, those guys i tell you though speaking of friends though guess who's back elodie's back yeah you hear yeah, the flashback makes a cameo yeah uh, I guess... yeah, and... yeah go on yeah no, no, you go on you go oh on. well just like uh well i guess we'll just start from the beginning since like elodie is is near there so we have the whole flashback uh, started by cupid uh, just before I forget, Cupid is voiced by Diedrich Bader, who uh, our listeners will know as Judah on BoJack Horseman, the really bearded guy. <laughs> huh? oh, uh, also voiced Batman in Batman the Brave and the Bold, uh, is another old animated oh. show. But yeah, so he has his all-remembering eye, so he just stalks all relationships, I guess. <laughs> but, That's how he gets his kicks. So yeah, T- Teen yeah. Enid drops her ninja mangas, I guess, and uh, Rad... <laughs> Rad- yeah. Oh, oh, you see that? Let me talk about that. Uh, um, what, what was she reading? In the back of the <laughs> there's Bleach, there's Naruto, and on the cover of Naruto, you see pretty much a kind of Yuri relationship between Naruto and Sasuke. Gay relationship. It's not on the show, which I guess you kind of saw in Steven Universe with the uh, Twilight. Remember, um, 
Oh, was it? You remember the Lars yeah, like and Sadie vampire movie? videos? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. This there. <laughs> only, only with manga this time. Yeah, on point and, with the background gags. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love it. Yeah, also, Rat yeah. wearing a polo and khakis. That's that was my <laughs> that was my middle school outfit. And having like, yeah. <laughs> so and also, I, I like here that uh, I guess. I don't know if this is that common, but like the reversal and the girl being the one to ask him out, and you had like the very red shaky cam, but like it was just interesting that Enid is the one who takes initiative here. I found that. And she's so nervous, <laughs> and she like shouts at him, and it's so cute. Yeah, it's cute, and it's a and nice she reversal. And just like runs away. Yeah. yeah I'm not surprised, though. So that's kind of in her character. She's definitely yeah. more assertive. At least the year we see today, yeah, see, maybe yeah, not. today we see younger. her assertive, although like what we've seen of her back then was very shy, so that, that's what made it funny when it's like the shaky cam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How oh, about five o'clock? Does that sound good? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, okay. It's so cute. Yeah. 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 My name is Inrent is so adorable. Just love her. I mean, I don't know who's more cuter though, young Inrent or Den Dendi. Uh. Dendy's there there, there yeah. are different levels, though. So let, let's yeah. just uh, well, we can move on here to very bad advice from his friends. That uh, I I I felt this part was just like way too on the nose, like just be a jerk. But like it, there was no sugar coating of it to make it seem okay. So like I don't know if that worked for you guys. Mm. I thought it was actually fine. It didn't bother me at all that it was so like obvious. Yeah, you don't. You should not take advice from teenage boys about. <laughs> like that, that was the key yeah, line. Like that line. If you wanted a different opinion, you should have advice that's not from teenage boys. Yeah. Uh, also, our our opinions on cookie dough ice cream. Do, do we agree with Rad that it's <laughs> not my fave? I was so personally offended <laughs> when he dissed it for freaking strawberry. That cannot compete. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do wonder, though, um, if we're ever going to see Cupid again, because I'm sure someone, Mr. Gar, is asking, where is Cupid when I need him? <laughs> yeah, I like, feel like Cupid's you know, definitely going to come back. He's too good to just let him not exist anymore. Yeah, and then we move on to him being an announcer in this date battle. <laughs> it goes... Oh, no, the date battle is so good! Yep. It makes sense, given, like, where yeah. they are in the last right now, that it would be, like, an all-out battle between them. And with, like, fighting with roses, just so good. Uh, yeah, and his, yeah. It, the, um, Cupid's voice was perfect as an announcer. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, I can hear him, like, commentating a, a football game <laughs> so yeah we have the aggressive flirting uh them, them doing that very aggressive thir- flirting yeah. was really good and uh, it ends up with the enid fa- falling off uh, essentially giving up uh, 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 i died as i live giving chances to jerks who don't deserve it uh, well, so real. <laughs> I and i guess that. it's in line with their personality just like you know not not really yeah. caring that she's gonna die <laughs> But, um, so yeah, we have Rad, Rad saving them, and they cut, and they like sort of apologize. Well, at least Rad apologizes to Enid. Uh, I never should have ruined that date with the shaky cam back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we have uh, Cupid basically summing up the episode for us. Platonic friendship is one of the most beautiful loves of all. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough credit. Yeah, I thought that was nice too. Uh, I do like I do like you the with the point of the time. So just oh, yeah, that's not romantic at all. They like fought each other. What is this? This is not how a date is supposed to go. No, don't leave. Yeah, it's it's like, supposed to go. It's like 
He's like Steven trying to set up Lars and Sadie. Oh, totally. So, yeah, I definitely got that vibe. Oh, yeah, only this time, like, he's kind of losing this one. Steven kind of always makes some progress here. It's like, KO, like, his little ship is sunk. <laughs> sunk. Uh, ho- hopefully he's not like Steven in, in keeping uh, pushing it, uh, even though they've moved uh, on. I, I hope he, I think he'll drop it. You know, he's going first things, maybe... Maybe uh, something, maybe something to do, maybe Boxman or something, or or Mr. Gar and his mom. Maybe see something if he wants to focus on that. that oh, that's definitely Boxman a possibility. Oh, yeah. and maybe he think that maybe he thinks if he set if he finds love for Boxman, maybe he'll become good. Maybe in Kale's warped mind. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just ends with them walking off into the into the moon rise, and uh, they give an ending punch. It reminded me of Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shrek yeah. And Fiona. It was good. Though. Uh, so yeah, I think all in all, it's a very cute ep- episode. I guess is the word for it. Like, uh, but I think the conclusion was was sound, and it, it definitely makes sense with what we've seen so far. Just uh, ending it on that note, and. Yeah, I, I think if if this is it that we get of the of their past relationship, I'd be happy. I think it's like a good enough summary of what went on with them in the past. Yeah, yeah. and they're good friends. They're still they they both still have like a lot of insecurities to deal with, and will probably grow a lot. But like, yeah, friendship is good. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think this entire show is is both mostly friendship is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just thinking about Gar screaming about loving Carol again. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, we, we have two episodes with You have to hear it from you. We have two episodes with love, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess we have to move move on to the to the last episode here that we haven't covered. Uh, one last score. Um, I think this one's like the odd one out just because it feels much more fillery than the other two. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved it though. I love Ginger so much. She's so awesome. Okay, so you are in on Ginger, Steve. Are you? Yeah, she's like a sneaky I, cool she's lady. So, she's, she's so great. She's so cute. Um, yeah. She's Nana Fufu, pretty much. Only she has a little bit more of a past. She's kind of Nana Fufu meets maybe some new Powerpuff Girl character. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Ginger is is fine. I don't think I'm as high as her uh, on her as you two, but uh, yeah, like I love, I love how in the end. Um, Ko's like all, only difference in Ginger younger Ginger. She has red hair. I and, know. Like, it's so so good. She's even more beautiful than I imagined. It's just like so amazing. Okay, I have a crush on her. This is your first older woman crush for him. Uh, I think he just like he knows true beauty when he sees yeah. it. And he just expects it for existing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh yeah, good on you. You are hot and beautiful. Go into the night, steal some candy, yo. Yeah, yeah my mind is just like, why is a former villain friends with Carol? <laughs> <laughs> because she's old now. Her priorities have changed. But like, give her a chance, and she's off be- doing capers again. She's still got that hungry spirit against <laughs> yeah. the law. Maybe she's just like Boxman. She just she was harmless. She's just a harmless person like back in the days, so, you know. So it's okay. Just humor her. She's not someone dang- who's ever really a dangerous like shadowy figure. Or... If she only, her her goal is candy sniping, not like people. So yeah. I think it's pretty okay still. Yeah. Okay. So oh, we're we're giving her a pass because she's a petty thief. Okay. 
Yes, <laughs> yes, the petty beef. All right. Um, so here, um, I think also this episode was like the weirdest in terms of like faces. Like a lot of stuff felt very uh, like they had a lot of freedom drawing. Like Ko in the beginning is like a oh, literal yeah. bird just eat, <laughs> eating yeah. candies like worms. <laughs> But, uh, I loved it though. It felt very cartoony, but I thought yeah, it was really. It, it was the cartooniest of the episodes of of these three. Yeah, but, like it, it it works. Uh, like just the show in general, it, it's free to ha- ha- draw however it wants. Just here, it stood out because this is how weird it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot. I'm kind of surprised we never found out what happened to Ginger's partner. Like whatever we came. She made him up. She she told us up that just like I lied. Oh, and oh, when they yeah. were like one upping each double other cross, with double like cross. double cross, that was like so intense, but like I loved it. Yeah. And then when she got super double crossed, and she's like, Whoa, that's the most double crossed ever. Good job, guys. I'm <laughs> impressed. Good, but I was hoping though, if he was real, maybe he come like he went on to become a major villain. Maybe he could have, you know, but you know, made it up as fine yeah. as well. But thinking uh, that in the beginning, when you're telling the story for a partner, like. Hmm, I wonder, maybe he, he wanted to become, a, like, a major villain. He's very eventual. He's a very dangerous person. Uh, by the way, speaking of the partner, the, those flashbacks were a very different style from what we've seen. Is that a reference to yeah. something? Um, or just, like, I a classic know. anime style, maybe? Because it just it looked very different. Not, sure. Not really anime, really. It's, uh, it's just old cartoon, like... Uh, Spy stuff. Yeah, like I guess a, like a spy comic. Have you seen a thing. James Bond's movie? Yeah, spy comics or something you see in the opening of a James Bond movie. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it just goes with like the fantasticness of the of the story she was creating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very sure. 60s too. Very 60s influenced. Too. Yeah, that's why I figure like if it was a reference to something, it would have to be like something old. But uh, yeah, so like that that was an interesting use. Of, like just this, this entire episode, I think it's. Uh, Highlight is just like the weird drawings that they were able to do. the The story itself was pretty, um, I don't know, uh, straightforward. Just ro- robbing a candy that makes you feel young. Sure, I'm um, having yeah. a bunch of dumb guards around the museum. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's well, candy? I guess they can't have too high security priorities for that. But if candy is important well, enough to have a con- a museum about, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's true. Well. Well, if this was maybe this was the Candy Kingdom, perhaps. Uh, if, if Ginger's lucky, you don't try to steal from Bubblegum. <laughs> we're, we're crossing over too many fandoms here. So many, oh, so many old fandoms. Uh, I, I did like the knockout fudge gag. It's just her pulling out a giant block of fudge. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That that one was funny to me. Um, also, there was a secret sign language, and you had the nice long subtitles. That was so. <laughs> No, I loved it because they're just making the same gesture over and over. Yeah, they were complete sentences. But it was somehow. like a full sentence. Yeah, <laughs> and I loved hers a lot. I forget exactly what it looked like, but it was really great. Yeah. So like this one, I think just serves as a very funny episode. Not much substance to it, but it, it works. It's not a bad episode by any means. <laughs> but, I enjoyed it a lot. Actually, I thought it was pretty fun. And I think though, if this episode takes place concurrently right before TKO. It's a perfect little like... Breather? Breather, yeah. Just like nice calm before the storm. A nice comedy episode before a big epic episode. I guess so. Like the, the two ep- the two episodes of the bookends are like the bread and this is like a nice slice of ham in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But so mm-hmm. so yeah, I think in general, like if we're ranking the episodes, is it solid TKO then one uh um uh, second first date then one last score or do you have any difference in ranking here? No, that seems fair. Objectively fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Objectively fair too. Um, yeah, I that's the order I like them too. Even though one, none of these episodes had Dendi. That's one one one. My one. <laughs> more Dendi, please. Yeah, and also more Elodie yeah. too. Hopefully, present day Elodie. But now, <laughs> welcome to the Dendi speculation corner, where we will be reading episode summaries for the next uh, five episodes and see if Dendi fits in any of them. Okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, so we have a next. Uh, we're gonna go weekly, it seems, for the next couple of episodes uh, on September eighth. So that's uh, on fr- on Friday. We have a stop attacking the plaza. Lord Botsman must go 24 hours without attacking Liquid Plaza Turbo. So Lord Botsman episode. That should be fun. Uh, we have a September 15th. We've got Fleas. Uh, they'll have to defeat Michaela, a new robot. So we'll get a new character. Oh, that could be uh, cool. We have no more POW cards. When KO realizes POW cards exclude his friend, he's at a loss of what to do. So I think there's where we're gonna, we might get Dendi because I don't know if Dendi has a POW card of her own. Yeah, maybe she doesn't. So that that would be interesting. She probably doesn't care, but Ko would care yeah. a lot because, <laughs> yeah. like, that's his identity. Yeah, that, that <laughs> definitely seems possible. And then uh, on September 29th, we have a, a two episodes back to back: Plaza Olympics. Uh, I think that one's self-explanatory. And a hero's fate. When a long-lost hero stumbles into Gars, Ko agrees to help him complete his long quest. Oh. So, huh. So yeah, a couple of interesting episodes. It seems we're going to focus on different characters in each one. And I think if TKO serves as a mid-season finale, I think it's good that we'll go back into the normal flow of what OKKO has been so far. Just like Yeah, we'll probably get more plots sprinkled throughout, like every two or three episodes. Like we've been getting. I think Plaza Olympics, we might see LOD. Maybe. Yeah, if it's like a competition. (laughs) Even if it's just a judge. Yeah, even yeah. Not in maybe as a celebrity judge or something. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Representative Dendi. from the Academy. Yeah. yeah. And Dendi, yeah. No more power cards. That could be a Dendi episode. But but those look like, though, we have quite a few Boxman episodes here. I mean, I mean, we got Fleas. It has to be Boxman, yeah, right? he's the only one who creates robots, so you would, you would assume. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's our new rival, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have yeah. a, a couple of episodes to talk about, but since it's weekly, so we'll probably be wait, we're going to wait on a, a bit for, to make a new podcast to, for a bunch of these episodes to come out before sure. we discuss them all together. But, uh, yeah, if, for those who, who listen to our OKKO podcast, you can find out all the info on this podcast and other properties we cover at OverlyAnimated.com. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. We want to give thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the, of the podcast, Jade, a.k.a. Jewel. And uh, thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and yours truly. So um, before we leave, any final thoughts on where we are with OKKO right now? I'm excited. I think it's been getting better and better. I think it has a, a pretty good sense of its footing now. So I'm I'm pumped to see the second half of this season. Definitely. I, I think it's, yeah. you're right. It's gotten, if not better, it's definitely maintained its quality. And it, it, yeah, it's been very sure. solid. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe season finale, we take on the shadowy figure. We might have like a massive team up. Maybe even Boxman might ally with us and 
hopefully, you know, we see all the people from the town and even Elodie herself. And we got a massive team up to take down um, Mr. Cherry Figure, TKO, and maybe even their high, well, their yeah. boss. Whoever, you're talking, if, see, you're talking season three levels. Who is the boss? Yeah, yeah, whoa. We're, we're going just, too fast. It, it's <laughs> whoa. I mean, he's still, if he actually has a negative eight, they don't really need to worry about him yet. He's going to need to find another power source to be a threat, right? right. Yeah, one day. I think Bachman might be do something stupid, sucker enough to help him power up. That is definitely a possibility. Boxman would be somebody who would jump at the chance to do anything. <laughs> So yeah, you you can get more of our theorizing on future OKKO plot developments <laughs> in the near future. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.